Marcus, you just moved into your new place. Yep. So uh, when are you going to have me over for dinner? Oh, um, dude, probably never. You don't like to cook? No, no, not at all. Um, it's not it's not my specialty. You know, living out here, though, in L.A., ton of different uh, places to eat. Like, I love, like, trying different things. I've been introduced to a lot of different cultures and, like, foods and stuff. It's been, like, a real joy, like, out here, especially from where I'm from to, like, now. Com- compared to in Michigan, you yeah. feel like you've tried a lot more things. Absolutely. Thai food, Korean, like, Japanese, anything from anywhere, like, Mediterranean, you know. Like, we went to that place, uh, like, like that, that small, like, that, that food line place, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. The The first time I came out, but when we started uh, recording season mm-hmm. one. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah. you took me to, to Kava. Yeah, right? yeah. I, I say Kava. Kava, say Kava. Kava. Well, well, you know, know, I'm Canadian. Tomato, whatever. <laughs> uh, we're cutting that part out, though, because my girl likes that place and I'm not supposed to go without her. So. Oh, really? Yeah, I know. <laughs> she, she can't hear this. Yeah, no, that's editing out. Um, well, what what would you say is like your, your absolute favorite type of food? Oh, Thai food. Yeah, top. For sure. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I love like Italian food, of course. Uh, like, it- Italians or Italian, if uh, we want to okay. go. <laughs> <laughs> it is definitely mine. Uh, you know, you I've spent me. so much time in, in Italy and uh, yeah, for me, that's that's definitely number one. Well, what about you? Do you like to cook? Like what's your favorite Italian dish to cook, I guess? I, I do like to cook. Uh, you know, I like making different kinds of pasta and things, but I wouldn't exactly call myself an expert. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, you, you boil like Chef Boyardee, like that's what you're... Uh, well, a microwave, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say I. I can make any uh, authentic Italian dishes. Sure. Yeah, but uh, the person joining us today happens to be an absolute pro. Absolutely. When you have a passion for something, if you want to do a good job, you need to feel it. You need to have the passion to do whatever you do, but do your best. I think that you need to create your own dream. And if you really believe in it, sooner or later it's going to happen. Our guest today is a food stylist, a menu developer. Uh, I can't look at her Instagram for more than 10 seconds without my mouth just yeah, right? foaming. She's about to open a brand new restaurant. Yes. Let's welcome chef de cuisine Barbara Polistrini to the show. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, welcome to Indie LA. Thank you. So you've got this new restaurant about to open up, which we definitely want to get into because I yes. want to be first in line to try whatever it is you're making. Thank you. Uh, but I, I kind of want to know where your, uh, where your culinary journey began. Where did it all start for you? Well. I'm Italian, so our journey, basically, almost every Italian starts in the kitchen with our mom, or if you are lucky enough to have your grandma. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's how it started with me. So my, my mom, uh, she was an excellent cook, excellent cook, but she hated so she didn't like to cook. So what she did, basically, you know, when I start to grow up, she started to ask me, do you want, want to do the chores in the house or you want to cook? Of course, I said I want to cook. <laughs> <laughs> so okay. That's how we start. So I start to go and shopping with her. I start to go, uh, you know, to the farmer's market every day because in Italy we have every day farmer's market. Mm-hmm. Um, awesome. so, yeah, so she start to teach me how to choose the right uh, ingredients. So my passion start in this way. Okay. So when I was young, she, she bought me a little cart. So... The, all the farmers, they were like 
gave me as a gift, like a zucchini or a tomato. So when I was going home, I have my little tools. I start to cook with her. And it was amazing because I felt in love with, with ingredients before I even knew that I, I was, you know, I knew exactly how to buy a tomato, an eggplant, a zucchini, whatever. So today I still have that in mind when I go into the shopping. So, and, and that came from your mom? It, that came from my mom. So yes. what, what does make a, a good ingredient? How do, you, how do you pick out good produce? Well, first of all, if you are lucky enough to have a from, directly from the, the farmer, that's the first thing. And second of all, organic, because we really don't want to have, you know, products that are all the same. The people in, in America especially think that if you have a huge tomato, you are lucky enough to have it. Like, that's you know, a good one. It's a good uh, one. It's yeah. not. For example, there is a story that I always said that, you know, the tomato in Italy are small because we don't give them too much water because there is a lot of flavor here. More water you give and more flavorless are. So it's just all these things, you know, you, you pick a small tomato, very ripe. They don't have to be green if you want to make a sauce. So it's just you know, these little uh, secrets that uh, she teach me. So. Okay, I need to learn some of those secrets because I struggle yes. choosing avocado at the grocery store still. Yeah, I've got, I've got when it gets home, I've got about like two hours before. Exactly, <laughs> I know. Over. Yeah, Marcus, you're, you're such a big, uh, you're a big cook in the kitchen. Right? Man, I'm not really. No, I I struggle a lot, but yeah, I mean, that's so interesting to hear you say that. Um, just developing that skill of like choosing produce and like knowing what to get like oh, as yeah. a kid like you developed that so but what in the kitchen i always said you know no matter how good you are if you have the right ingredients you are a half way to have an amazing dish mm. everything starts from amazing ingredients you know you need to spend more money probably sometimes but that's your success come from you know like whatever you give on uh, put on the plate yeah, so it. like research for chefs researching the right ingredients right people that make uh, whatever you know ingredients you need is, is 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 super important super important so yeah and and Ita being italian mm -hmm. i know uh you know food is very much a part of your guys culture Yes. Um, that's kind of like the highlight of the day. Am I, am I right? Yeah, basically for us, uh, you know, he, when I moved here in America, something that really I didn't understand was the fact that there is this fast food. Mm -hmm. For us, I still have that, that, you know, in the morning I need to sit, have my breakfast, lunch and dinner on the table. And I, you know, I use the best plate that I have, you know, and it's just like... Uh, uh, a ritual for us. Okay. So thinking about fast food is a little bit like hard still after like oh, many, so many years that I'm here. But yeah, it's, uh, it's for us, you know, it's the time that you spend with your family if you have one, you know, so, um, but definitely is a ritual for us. It's more of an event. Oh yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And you know, we just, everybody's part of it. You know, we cook together, we, we set the table together and we talk, you know, when you have meals, you have time to talk about your day, whatever, you know, plan or whatever. So it's the best part of the day for us. So mm -hmm. yes, absolutely. Well, Mar Marcus and I have actually spent some time in Italy as well. Uh, we... we both 
little bit. Nice. We both uh, performed on cruise ships. Nice. Uh, I I spent quite a bit of time, uh, you know, Naples, uh, Chivitavecchia. Oh, nice. uh, La Spezia. Beautiful places. Yes. So Uh, you understand what I'm talking about. (laughs) Yeah. And even even for us getting off the ship, you know, on the day, our our day was very much planned around, okay, where are we going to go eat? Yeah, exactly. It was very much about the food. Yeah, uh, for us too, an event. Well, you went in the best places ever. Naples is one, like you know, is they have amazing food, amazing food. So La Spezia has amazing food. The Civitavecchia is very close where I it's live. Kind of it's like, exactly. Yeah. So it's amazing. You have the best places where to eat. See, and I was in these places, and I actually just didn't know where to look. So um, when we were when we were touring, and I saw the Leaning Tower of Pisa. Mm-hmm. Um, there were a lot of like tourist like attractions and sort of like Americanized like uh, like food trucks and oh, such. Yeah. And so like my first experience, I thought I was having like an authentic like you know Italian experience, getting some pizza from a food truck. Oh, and it ended up being just like this meat lovers, you, you know, goes to, like the, the fast food. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know when when you go in Italy, the first rules is not to go where. A lot. You see, when you see a lot of tourists, don't go there. Yeah. That's that's the the, the key of eating very well mm-hmm. because sometimes you know most of the people that go in, in Italy they think that are go- they, they found the, the food they found here. For example, like the, the most important known dish is Alfredo sauce. Okay. In mm-hmm. Italy, Alfredo sauce is nothing but butter and parmesan cheese there is nothing else mm. so it's like an emulsion of uh, these two ingredients that make a cream here they make completely another another dish is is hor- I'm sorry but it, it's not even possible to think about eating that mm-hmm. but um so people sometimes think that is the food they are going to find there and most of the restaurateur in italy unfortunately that's what they do they okay. won't make them feel that they have that kind of food, which is wrong because most of the Americans, especially, they love the simplicity of our dishes. Mm-hmm. So, for example, in my kitchen, in my food, I don't have more than four ingredients. There is no way, like oh, wow. okay. five, of, five maximum. But my goal is just, you know, to have these little ingredients and you can taste all of them. Mm-hmm. So that's the key about Italian food. Okay. Simplicity. Okay. So we, we overdo things here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> the, unfortunately, yes. For about Italian food, I'm talking about, you know, recreating Italian dishes mm-hmm. over, over crowded What is your favorite uh, classic Italian dish? Well, it's, it's, it's very simple. My favorite is like, pasta with tomato sauce. It looks like simple to make, but it's not. Because, for example, in Italy, it's super simple because you can use one kind of tomato. Here, to make a decent tomato sauce, which most of the Americans call marinara, mm-hmm. um, is that I, I have to use like four or five kinds of tomato because one has some kind of, as, as I said before, the tomato are so big that, you know, they don't have flavor. So sure. it's, it's something that, but is the simplicity of the sauce is, is amazing, you know, and if you have a good pasta, that's even better, you know. But that definitely simplicity is my, it is the key for me to, to have a good meal. Okay. Yeah. Um, my, my former skating partner is actually from the north of Italy. Oh! 
in uh, Pozzo di Fassa. Okay. So I've spent a lot of time up in the north as Beautiful. well. Beautiful. And um, we'd, we'd be on the ship with other people. There was nothing that would drive her more crazy than to see somebody like just cutting up a plate of spaghetti. Exactly. <laughs> that's, that's still painful today. Yeah. Sometimes it before you put it in the pot. Yes. And yes. It all fit, you know? just, just butchering it. It's just like painful for us. You know, after so many years that I'm here, I think that everybody, because when I, I, I arrived, you know, I was looking at all these things that Americans were doing and I was so mad because I thought, oh my God, what do you do? Now I, I'm little, I'm calm down, calm you down. know, yeah, because, you know, I said, I want to do, you know, everybody, there is freedom. Thank God that we are, in the free, we are free to do whatever we want. So if you want to eat your Alfredo sauce as you want it, just do it. Mm-hmm. It's not, you know, just. I will recognize as an Italian dish, but you know, freedom is the best thing ever. Well, Marcus and I were, were joking a little bit beforehand. I, w- I was thinking to, as a joke, to bring you a can of uh, Chef Boyardee <laughs> just to see how you react. But uh, well, Ma- Mar- mean, Marcus would let me use the voice of uh, yeah, no, reason on that. I thought it was a little, yeah, a little too mean for you know an introduction. But. Lisa, you know, one of the things that I really love to do when I go, for example, in a grocery shopping, you know, there is the, this aisle of prepare pasta dish. Mm-hmm. So it's like. As you can imagine, you know, I never tasted, but I know people that say, oh my God, I grew up eating like boyardee pasta or ravioli or whatever. And they, for me, it's like beyond any compensation because how you, you know, even I saw that there are can with tomato and meat inside, like uh, ravioli with meat. I said, how you can have meat? It's just Mm-hmm. Just thinking about, you know, that you are eating meat that is there for two or three years, probably just <laughs> sitting in a jar. <laughs> yeah, it's how you do that. I right. mean, uh, it's fun because I, I do all the picture and, uh, you know, I post it on, on my stories on Ingr- Instagram. So it's, for me, it's fun. <laughs> actually. Well, I, I know you kind of have this also passion for for fine art. Mm hmm. And I think like classical music. Oh, yeah. How do you feel like you incorporate that into your dishes? Because I know, you know, your things are so artistic. Yeah. Well, I mean, I grew up in Rome. So Rome is uh, an open museum. So I, I grew up uh, seeing beauty every day. So I, you know, and I'm, I don't know why I have, I think I'm, I'm not part of this uh, millennium or whatever. I, I was born, uh, I think, I don't know in another era for sure. Um, and you know, my dishes, they represent completely. There are people that said, oh my God, I see your dishes and I already know that it's you. So that's mm-hmm. the best compliment because that I put everything, you know, I don't think when I, I plate a dish, I usually don't think how I'm going to plate it. It's, it's the feeling that I have at the moment. So for me, it's super important. But definitely I am, you know, um, classical music lover. I love everything that is Baroque and, uh, um, you know, and as I said, I I grew up in a beautiful city that, where we have every kind of style from Baroque, uh, Renascimento, or whatever, we have a lot. So I grew up seeing everything and that was, that's, you know, represent my dishes too. That's amazing. And I like that when you talk about the feeling that you put into your work, because I studied a lot of classical music um, with the saxophone going to school. That was the first, you know, year or two of our study. And I was so good at memorization and like reading the music that I could 
play everything note for note and you know just as it's supposed to be on paper but um i i would find myself sort of having the same conversations with the same professors like you need to play with more expression you need to play with a little bit more feeling and so you know listening to like those um the older recordings of like people like hearing like their passion in yeah. the music in the the expression that is something that it's tough to, to capture, but like when you do, you know, people notice it and it stands yeah. out and like feeling the music is a, is a lot more important than like hitting all the notes. Absolutely. I think, you know, when you have a passion for something, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. But if you want to do a good job, you need to feel it. You need to have the passion to do whatever you do, but do your best. Just, you know, in my case, for example, uh, choosing the plates, choosing the ingredients, choosing the flour that I put, is like, needs to be like, I, I feel it. I feel that I'm going to do that right now. Mm -hmm. And I'm so much in love with my, my, my job that is like, feel like I'm, I'm doing something that makes me so happy, you know? So I don't, I, it's very unusual if that I plan how to plate a dish, how to create a dish. My straight in the kitchen is having few ingredients and create right away whatever I have. So that's what I, because that's how I grew up. Because mm -hmm. in, my, in my house, my mama was cooking with three or four ingredients. That whatever we have in the refrigerator, that's what we were going to eat. So I grew up with that and this is amazing. Yeah, and so, it doesn't feel like work when no, you, yeah. Mm -mm. I feel like, uh, you know, even when I took video on my dishes or I the picture on my dish it makes me super happy and like like I said oh my god sometimes I, I look at back in uh, the dishes that I create I said did I did that <laughs> 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 that's how I'm in love with whatever I do so I'm lucky that's, That's amazing. A, yeah. All right. So I kind of want to circle back to the grocery shopping. Mm -hmm. um, and this is for our listeners. It's not, you know, not just for me where to find stuff. Oh, no, of course not. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, where do you grocery shop? And like, you know, what sort of recommendations do you have for people who like don't really know where to go to get like the best stuff? Well, in, uh, lucky enough, in, in LA, there are a lot of farmers market. So I, I know that there is a schedule every week. There is a farmer market everywhere. So usually that's where I'd love, I, I shop if I have like some, an amazing event. If I'm not lucky enough to have that day, the farmers market, I know that there are like Whole Foods or Bristol Farm, whatever, but just, you know, even when you go in this amazing places you just need to be careful because sometimes things are not that fresh because people think oh i'm going to whole food oh, okay but sometimes it's not you can you don't find the fresh stuff that you think you are going to find so we need to be careful you know as i said it's better to spend a little bit more and you know have a two minutes drive and be happy with whatever you, you buy yeah with so, the quality yeah the quality is, is everything so do you find it's hard to source those Italian ingredients that you can get back home here? Not, not anymore. No, no, not anymore. It's okay. now there, is, there are so many uh, importers. We can find whatever we want, literally whatever we want. When I, I moved here uh, in 2005, that was very hard. It was difficult. Okay. Oh, my God. It was super difficult. And I remember even I was buying the Parmigiano, Parmigiano Reggiano, and I, I yeah. have to do it, say it in Italian. No, <laughs> Um, 
it was so hard to find it that I have to just uh, at the time we have a Bristol farm that they were giving us like 42 months, 46, whatever, like years that. Uh, and we were lucky enough to have, it was super expensive. Today we have uh, Italy, so we can find everything and we have a lot of importers. So okay. it's more easy. Well, you grew up with this obviously very rich Italian um, food culture. Mm -hmm. I know you studied at Le Cordon Bleu. Yes. Which, for our listeners who don't know, I guess is uh, founded. It was founded in Paris. Yes. In uh, 1895, I believe. Yes. And is the largest uh, network of culinary and hospitality uh, yes. schools yes. in the world, I believe. Yes. Yes, it is. So, what made you want to study there? And because um, they're primarily uh, a French. Yes. French cooking, right? Yeah, I have an amazing story about that. Uh, we were lucky enough that they opened a little school in, in Rome about okay. French food. And of course, it was not my intention to go to the culinary school when I was growing up. But unfortunately, my mom got sick, super sick. And um, she, I don't know how, at some point she started to craving French food, which I didn't, I was not. A chef I, I didn't know how we didn't have you know Google like you know mm -hmm. so um, I didn't know what to do so I started to make some research somebody told me you know they open this culinary French culinary school so I said you know what let me go so what I was doing I was going to school in the morning cooking whatever I was going and uh, cooking at the day and then with whatever I cook, I was going to the hospital, bringing the food, French food for my mom. And that was at the moment, was the only thing that she was able to eat. And I don't know how she loved French food because she never tasted. But, you know, mm -hmm. when somebody's sick, you do whatever it makes. But that choice uh, changed my life forever because I love what whatever I was doing there and uh, the fact that I was making somebody, in this case my mother, so happy eating whatever I was doing, that changed my life because I said, oh my God, if that, you know, even if she was sick, you know, it's, this is the, the feeling that I can bring to somebody, that's it. So I never stopped studying. Even today, I still study because the moment that you... You know, you think that you arrived and you do everything. It's the moment that your career is done. Uh, so I never stop studying. Never, never, never. I buy cooking books. I go, if I, there is a cooking class somewhere, I go, whatever. And um, I think that's keep my, you know, my job alive. So your mom really did uh, influence you a lot. Oh, yeah. My, my mom gave me everything. Yeah. Like, you know... Uh, if it wasn't for her, I didn't discover that I have this amazing passion for food and uh, cooking for food. Yeah, so she she was amazing. <laughs> That's wonderful. Well, obviously you're from Rome. Now mm -hmm. you're in LA. Where did that uh, decision start? Where did you? Why did you want to come to LA? I don't know. Like my mother, like French food. I love America and. Uh, American culture since I was, uh, I, I always felt that that was the place that I belong. I don't ask okay. me why. So I fight so much to be here, uh, but whatever I do, I do nothing illegal. So I was, uh, <laughs> I was uh, lucky enough to have the possibility to have uh, a visa. So I came here and uh, I start um, working as a private chef for a friend and then you know I start because my idea was uh, you know to be 
a food stylist for movies because in Italy we don't have this kind of film uh, culture. Fi- no, no. And you know, if we need to make in a film in Italy a pasta, everybody knows how to make a pasta, right, so they right, don't right. need a food stylist. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, so. <laughs> but here, there is completely another culture, so I want to explore more. How did that pan out? Like, did you did you get into like the the film like, yeah. making things? Okay, tell me yeah. about that. That was, you know, um, back in the days, I have to be honest, everything was much, much easier. So I, you know, I was looking for a job. Nobody knows me. And here, you know, if you are, you know, you already have your background that you have, uh, you know, you can easily apply for a job. But if nobody knows you, you don't have any resume. It's super hard. So one day um, they told me, oh, why, you know, there is a Craigslist at the time. It was amazing to find a job. Mm-hmm. So I was looking for, you know, Italian chef. That's the, the key word was Italian chef, food stylist. So at some point I wrote food stylist and they came up like an ad that they were asking for a food stylist for movies. I said, oh. Oh my God, that's that's what So I apply. Of course, I sent my resume, which in Italy was already a good resume, but here nobody knows. So I apply and, and then I forgot about it. And after four months, this food stylist called me and said, are you still interested? I said, eh, yes. So we, uh, he called me and um, when I went to the kitchen, because, you know, before a movie, you need to do all the prep. Right. So um, I went there and he said, do you know how to cook? I said, yeah, yeah, I know how to cook. But I was already a chef, you know. And uh, But, you know, I didn't want him to tell, you know, I know how to do that. I, I went to the Cordon Bleu. I know whatever. So I let him, I wanted him to discover what I was able to do. So at the beginning, he, you know, we were helping other, I was helping other chefs, washing dishes, whatever, cleaning other chefs' knife, whatever. So one day I was lucky enough because one of the chefs, unfortunately for him, was sick. Mm. So the guy said, do you want to help me in the kitchen? I said, okay. So I went in my car. I said, just wait, I go to pick up my knife. So he said, do you have a knife? And I go, yeah, I have my set. Right. So I went in the car and I came with this, like amazing set knife. And he said, why do you have this? I said, I'm a chef. He said, why you never told me? Whatever. So we start to, <laughs> to, to work. And he knew that I have like, good skills. So we start to do movie together and that became his left hand. You know, I was... Uh, and uh, that was amazing. We did amazing project together. Uh, I will never forget. But then I, I understood that, you know, it was not my good fit. So, but it was an amazing experience. Oh, that's a great story. I mean, like you put the work in, you were uh, prepared, mm-hmm. you came ready and you, you, know, you had your knives. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Right there waiting. Always, you know, when they call you to go and work for something, that's uh, you. I go prepared. You mm-hmm. know, I got all my tools, all my knife, just just in case. Yeah. And that was right. <laughs> I mean, I think that's such a valuable lesson yeah. for, sure. for people in any industry, you know, yeah. Do the work and be prepared and show up. Right. No ready to go, yeah. Because you never know. Mm-hmm. So in that case, I was like enough, and that even that I was prepared. So yeah, I can't tell you how many like gigs I've showed up to not prepared, 
first of all. And, you know, learning from that, the most recent like success that I have, like as a DJ was coming very prepared with um, saxophone equipment, brought my own like recording equipment, my own mixer. And, you know, the DJ saw that and he was like, oh, okay, this guy uh, knew what to bring. He knew what to have like as his backup and he came ready. So exactly. now I work with those guys and I get a whole career for me now. So, See, yeah. that's, that's mm -hmm. the point. Yeah. So you said, you know, after doing that for a while, mm -hmm. you felt like maybe it wasn't the right, the right fit or what you wanted to do maybe long term. Yes. You know, I think in everything that you do, you need to distinguish mm -hmm. yourself. Mm -hmm. sure. So while, you know, I was doing this job, you know, usually most of the time the food is not real, whatever you see, because it needs to stay under, you know, the, the lights for long, hours, for hours and, and yeah. hours. And I didn't know that at the beginning when no. I started this job, because, you know, with this food style, we were, you know, he was doing a project, I was doing another project. So when I, he left me by myself doing a project, I start to cook for real. Mm. Whatever they would ask me, because you need to make a lot. So I still remember I went to this uh, set and, you know, I, I think I remember it was it's not just into you. It was with um, Jennifer Aniston and um, a lot of, of other. Uh, and, you know, one of the scenes was a pumpkin uh, soup. And I make my pumpkin soup. So, and I remember that, you know, while I was prepping the table, uh, one of the actors asked, can I eat that? I said, absolutely, this is warm enough. So they start to eat it. And, uh, you know, I, I remember they stopped a the scene because there was, it was good. It was good. <laughs> ah. And then the producer, <laughs> <Let's go to laughs> yeah, the producer brought home my soup. Wow. So, yeah, that was, so... Since then, I was the food stylist that was cooking for real, you know. Mm. So that was, that's, you know, what I like to, you know, to do when I work. You know, yeah. I make something different. It's more expensive for sure because, you know, creating real food is more expensive than making like water, colored water, for example. But that's, uh, you know, people remind me just because of that. Yeah, I imagine it can be hard. Like you said, you know, when you were making the, that French cuisine for your mm -hmm. mom, it was just to make her happy. And you really, you know, you like to make food to oh, make people yeah. happy. Yes. And when, when people, you're just making these amazing dishes and then no one's eating it and it's exactly. just sitting there all day, probably like <laughs> exactly, you know, exactly. No, a bit of a knife sometimes. That was one of the reasons why I decided that it was not the right fit for me because I said I want to create it and I want people eat my food. Like mm -hmm. people enjoy whatever I do, sitting, not just because they are doing a scene, you know. So that's why I decided, that, uh, you know, after so many amazing experience in the movie industry i said okay no that, that's it going back to my my old skating partner martina again she got really into food photography for a oh, while nice. and we'd always go out to eat these meals but uh you know every anytime we went out to eat it was always going to be cold because <laughs> by the time we like move things around you do all the pictures exactly. and we actually get down to the eating it's like okay yes <laughs> yes i understand that very well yeah. <laughs> So tell us about your transition from working in the, the film industry with the, the culinary arts. What did you do next? Basically, um, at the time, you know, as I said, I was just came in America. So I was looking for whatever was making me money. So I uh, started to be uh, to work as a private chef for very high-end clients. And I was lucky enough to work, you know, as I said, uh, to for family that you see on the newspaper, you know, that's uh, the, the magazine. So I was lucky enough to do that. But, you know, um, sometimes you feel like you are always in a box, you know, because uh, the tire 
restriction, whatever. So it's like mm. very hard. So after many years of this uh, private chef job, I start to, you know, I was discovered basically uh, from um, two people that wanted to open a restaurant in Santa Monica. And they, at the beginning, they asked me to be just, you know, consulting Okay. Uh, for them, like, uh, you know, recipe, menu development or whatever. Mm. But then when we start to work together, they asked me to be uh, the executive chef, which for me was a huge deal because that inside of me, I know that that was my dream. So I never had experience for, with, the, with the restaurant. And it's completely different than be a private chef, food stylist, or what is another story. Uh, but because I love challenge and I love to learn uh, so many aspects of my, my job, I said yes. Uh, you know, it was, uh, it was an amazing experience because, you know, we opened the restaurant and in the restaurant was nothing. So I, I have to build my kitchen. I have to build the restaurant. So it was amazing. And for me, it was an amazing lesson. And it was amazing because for one year and a half, you know, uh, before the pandemic, basically... The restaurant was doing extremely well and, uh, you know, we uh, we have this fine dining too, but not that fine dining as I wanted to do right now. Mm-hmm. And um, I create my little, you know, my little uh, followers and, uh, right. and that was an amazing experience. Then I wanted to, uh, to do the, the restaurant business, but it was the pandemic. So the pandemic killed everything. So I was like enough to find another job as a menu, menu consulting. So I went to this place and uh, lucky enough for them, in you know, one year that I was there, that I changed everything. They doubled the income during the pandemic. But th- that was not enough for me again. So my passion was always try to, f- to open a restaurant. And that's my final goal now. So this, so this has been a long time coming then. Yes, long. Yeah, but you know, I'm very tough and I don't let anybody to tell me that I cannot do something. And I shoot for the star all the time. So <laughs> yeah, that's how you got to do it. Yeah, that's the attitude. Well, let's let's get into the restaurant. Tell us about it. What is it going to be? When is it opening? Okay, if everything goes as I, I, I hope, uh, it's going to open at the beginning of November. November. And it's going to be beautiful inside because I design everything with a friend of mine that she's a, she's an amazing interior design, uh, Adriana. And she basically walked me because I know that I can do overdo things. So okay. she, she make me be on track of whatever. So it's going to be beautiful. And um, green is going to be the color, but there are so many surprises inside okay um it's going to be just for 16 people so it's very small and that's come back the thing that i was saying that i I, my goal is make everybody happy and i don't want a big restaurant where i cannot taking care of my clients in the right way so so now i have 16 people the menu will be michelin star kind of food and because my goal right now in life, <laughs> which is the, the, the always, and to win a Michelin star. So um, I, it was so tough to be in this position right now to have, be able to open a small restaurant as I wanted. So I know that I have to wait so many years, but you know, I'm patient and I know that the right time is coming. 
So that's uh, that's the goal, Michelin star. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, it sounds like you have a lot of patience and obviously like a lot of perseverance. But um, yeah, tell us a little bit about some of those hardships. Like, how have you gotten through some of those obstacles mm-hmm. to to open like your own place? Well, first of all, the the first obstacle is the money because you need to have millions of dollars to open a restaurant here, you know. And I save so much money lately because that's my goal was opening a restaurant, so I try to save as much as I could, but not that kind of money, you know. It's just millions of dollars because that's what it is, and you know I. I don't like to have uh, investors because it's not because I, I mean, it's, it's, those are easy money, but why? Because as I said, I'm a woman and sometimes if you have a male, they try to over, you know, over say things and I'm, I'm a free spirit, in, in especially where I, when I work. I have to have, if I, somebody is going to tell me what to do, is the time that my job is, is my, my freedom, mental freedom is, is gone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I was ready even to change that because you need to compromise in life. So what happened is that, you know, uh, I found this place very close to my house because I live in Hollywood and uh, that's where I wanted my restaurant to be in Hollywood because I know that it's going to be the food scene. And also around me, there are already three Michelin stars. So I said, this is the right place where I want to stay, you know. So I found this place, which was not even that beautiful. It was not my dream, but, you know, was already done inside. So I didn't have to put so much money in it. So I started a conversation one year and a half ago with this, uh, you know, manager from this, this building. And, you know, at the beginning I sent whatever he was asking me, like for documents, I was sending whatever I said, give me two, two, day, two days, I'm going to send everything. So he was asking me, of course, business plan, uh, the, the plan of the, the restaurant, menu. I was sending whatever he was asking me, I was sending to him. And, you know, when I was sending him all the, this, this, uh, this paper, right away he said, oh, you know, but we need this. And okay, give me this. I, I, I let give me a few because of course I am not an accountant. I don't know. I am a chef, right. so I said, give me time to ask people to do whatever you ask me. Okay, so send the other, and they was asking me for more, and then for more, and then for more, and then we went back and forth for one year and a half. Okay, and then I said, you know what? There is something that is not right because also. And then, you know, I just give up. I said, you know, I, I can't, I can't. But then I, you know, I went in Italy and then my passion for food, you know, when I, you go in Italy and you see, you know, the story is that I went to eat to this three Michelin star restaurant in, uh, and I have to be, my life completely changed because I have this meal that I said, oh my God, I can do this. You know, I can recreate some of, not recreate, but create something similar because this restaurant is, uh, I think is one of the best restaurants where I eat. And the simplicity that, you know, come back to me that, you know, every dish was so simple, so simple that you don't have to overdo to have, um, three Michelin star restaurants. So I came back and I called back this guy. And I said, listen, I really want this place, what I can do, da, 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 da. And then, you know, I went there with my future manager of the restaurant. Mm-hmm. And he started to talk with him. 
I was not, I was the, 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 the person that was putting the money. He didn't talk to me at all. Whatever, any conversation was with him. Really? I was writing email and he was replying to him. Uh, I was writing letters, SMS, like text messages. He was just talking to him. He didn't talk to me anymore. So, but I didn't see that at the beginning. So I said, okay, it's so hard to get, to get this restaurant. But then everybody else started to say, Barbara, there is something that is not right here. Can you see that? Um, I said, not yet, <laughs> because I'm very, I'm very tough. Yeah, yeah. So one day I asked for a meeting with this guy and um, he told, he started to say, oh, but you know, if you open, uh, you need to promise that Albert, this, this guy is going to be with you all the time. And da, da, da. so he said, if you're, if this guy is going to be with you, I'm going to open the restaurant. You are go I'm going to give you the restaurant. If he's not going to be with you, I will give it to you. So that, the fact that he had something to say, how I had to run my restaurant, it was not okay. Yeah. And then I said, you know what? No. He want, he has to say about the, the food that I was serving, the menu. He didn't like the menu. He wanted to be sure that I was putting some kind of music that he likes. And if I was doing this, the, the salad. So he was trying to really create his restaurant. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So... Mm -hmm. And then I give up. And then I said, you know what? Something better is coming. And that's it, it actually. So, and that's when you found the new space. Yeah. After one month that, because in my mind, that's another lesson that, you know, because I'm lucky enough to learn a lesson for whatever happened to me. So yeah. I said, you know, I think this time I was lucky enough to learn this lesson that, you know, because I thought I uh, one day I said, this is my last chance, you know. And then my friend said, that's not, that's, that's the problem that you have because you need to take this out of your mind. That's your last chance. Because as I, in my mind, I thought, oh, there is already the stove, the oven, so I don't have to spend that much money and it's close to my house, it's exactly what I want. And then she said, just think differently. And that's what I did. And after one month, casually, I found my new place. So... <laughs> Never give up. That's incredible. That's yeah. awesome. Well, congratulations. <laughs> Thank very you. Happy for you. Thank yeah. you. I'm super happy too. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, it sounds like you, um, you know, when you were going through all of that with uh, the initial guy, um, yeah. it sounds like you almost called it quits. You went oh, yeah. and visited home, was re-inspired, you know, yeah. ignited that flame in you yeah. and came back. Exactly. With, like, yeah, because I, uh, as I said, in my mind, that was the only place that I could afford and the, the only place that I, I, you know, was perfect for me, which it was not true in so many ways, because now I, because this place is very close to my house and uh, I walk a lot. So I, wa I was walking by and I saw this place. I thought, my God, thank God I didn't get that place because it's so ugly right now in my eyes mm. that, you know, it's just crazy. So um, that's a, a huge lesson that I learned. Never give up and never be like focused in something and think that you cannot do better because you always do. Yeah. So yeah. you opened your mindset. And oh, yeah. Other opportunities. Absolutely. Came. Yeah. Because that's life, you know, it cannot be just problems all the time. Exactly. And you need to yeah. find a solution, you know, work around. So that's. 
that's what happened. That's great. Yeah. I know we don't want to give away too much mm -hmm. about uh, what's to come with the new restaurant. But what couldn't people expect from the menu? I know you've done a lot of menu development stuff in the past. Yes. Are you bringing back a lot of like your favorite dishes from back home? Where, where are you going with the menu? Well, I mean, there are my some of my signature dish that I'm going to develop more because right now what I'm doing is not easy because that's my restaurant. It's not somebody else's restaurant, so I cannot do wrong. So I'm taking all the dishes that make me kind of, you know, famous in my other restaurant. So I'm trying to develop more the recipe and even the style of the food styling just because they are going to be 16 people so I can manage very well um, is going to be amazing. You know, th there is a team that um, I'm telling you right now are going to be three, trees. Okay. And uh, because there is reminding, you know, the, the, the team reminds my, my childhood. Um, so everything from dishes are going to remind you trees. So it's going to be, okay. everything is going to be perfect. That's great. <laughs> nice. Nice. Oh, yeah, we're very excited. Yeah, yes. I can't wait to try some. Yes. I know, Marcus, you, I mean, you've been here a lot longer. You've experienced a lot more food culture in L.A. Sure, yeah. And and Barbara, I know I know L.A. kind of has a lot of a pop-up mm -hmm. culture. What do, you, what do you think of the pop-up scene? Is well, I mean, I love the pop-up scene because uh, I didn't tell you something. When I moved here in 2005, um, for me, it was super hard to make friends. Because this this city is not easy for relationship for to make friends because everybody is so focused or whatever because you come here not to make family but just to work okay. for the opportunity. Yeah, so, everyone's kind of coming here to pursue exactly. Their and... That's what it is. So we are all focused on whatever we want to pursue. So what I did in two thousand nine. 2010, sorry, because I I did all these other um, food stylings job before. So what I did, I in 2010, I guess I, you know, I said, you know, that's my culture, and I start to do pop up restaurant in my apartment. So what I did, I create a table. I just paint all the wall and everything. So I I did a huge table in my apartment for 12 people. Wow. And uh, I was so lucky to have so many amazing people coming to my pop-up. Uh, Oscar, like people that got Oscar, uh, scientists, like amazing people oh, that I didn't expect because I didn't know that, you know, I was, you know, people was even looking and my, my pay, even bright. That's, uh, I have ah, okay. another even bright. Yeah. And um I was not that much ready for something like that. So I didn't buy another phone for, you know, for the business. So what happens that, you know, uh, I start to receive a phone call from people at two o'clock in the morning. Can I come now? And then I got scared. I said, I don't feel safe because I live by myself. So I said, maybe it's not that safe. I just, uh, you know, um, didn't think about safety. So that was in my own apartment. I would never do anything like that anymore. Okay. <laughs> so. That's such a cool experience, though. And oh, yeah. Like when everyone like found you and like came yes. together. Yeah, really even because that was the beginning of my dream to have 
my little restaurant in my apartment, which is happened again now. I rent another apartment, which is going to be just for that. So I know that the circle is just closed right now. You know, I start doing this. I said, okay, let me, because I want to try things. If they work, work. If they don't work, next. Yeah. So, and I, I think that uh, all my career that I was lucky because I never give up in anything. So that's, I have a like very specific dream. Yeah. So they don't give up to any of them. So <laughs> you're doing it. You're living the dream. Nor, nor should you. Yeah. Nor should you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I have to be honest. You know, I, I think that you need to create your own dream, and if you really believe in it, uh, it's, sooner or later it's going to happen. So that's it. Yeah. Well, I hope the guy who has that other space walks into your restaurant oh, I'm going, and, I, and realizes what a huge, huge mistake he made. I'm going to invite him for dinner for yep. sure because it's like like one block, so he can walk. Mm-hmm. I'm going to send him an invitation, one hundred percent. That's great. Well, where can everybody find your art? Where can people find your uh, your food, your handles? Okay. News about the opening? Yeah, right now I, uh, because I didn't um, uh, is my Instagram right now, so it's my first and last name, and uh, for sure everything is going to be right there, like uh, everybody's the world is going to know that I'm opening a restaurant, just <laughs> be, be sure that is going to happen awesome. and then, uh, you know, uh, I'm, I'm opening, I'm working on my website, so it's going to be soon uh, even the website out, but everything is coming from my um, Instagram right now, so it's at Barbara Polastrini that's it which i definitely recommend looking at because <laughs> thank you amazing things on <laughs> thank you well barbara thanks so much for thank you. being yes. on the podcast with us yes that's it thank you i was very happy thank you so much for having me and good luck with the opening i will thank you so much, thank you so much.